podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Brutal Nation, a podcast series dedicated to lesser-known serial killers and acts of true crime. I'm trying to sound more and more like uh, like, like like one of those uh, piano bar guys. Like, this one goes out to the ladies. I just want you to know, yeah, you, baby, that I love you. That look on your face. You are not Billy Joel. Oh, my. Sing us a song. You're the... Oh, serial killer man. <laughs> Sing us a song tonight. <laughs> All right. My name is Scott Alexander, and right across from me is the one, the only, the not very hairy, Tammy Underwood. Say hi, hi, Tim, Tim. You finally got what you were looking I for. It. I got Hi, everybody. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I got some more on here for you, too, later. I was actually going to download like- that fucking, uh, <laughs> the, the, the sound bit. And throw it into our tracks. No, see, I got it right here because I don't trust you to play it at the right time. <laughs> oh, I would play it only for me, but that's okay. <laughs> All right, Tam, who Look, do you got for me for today? I searched for it and searched for it while you were gone. You know? <laughs> so anyways, today I have for you Martha Beck and Raymond Fernandez. They were known as the Lonely Hearts Killers and the Honeymoon Killers. I've been waiting for you to do this one. You actually talked about this one like a, little bit. a month or so ago. A little bit. See, I did the one Lonely Hearts Killer when I did oh, I the, the, granny, the Giggling That's granny. what I'm thinking of. Yeah, My bad. No, you're, yeah, so I did her, but this one is actually, this one was actually a, a Lonely Hearts Killer, and I'll explain why they actually had that name. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, anyways... You want to hear my quote? Oh, please do. By the way, that sound you hear in the background is the air conditioner. Oh, you want me to shut it off? No, nah, keep it on because let me, uh, I'm sorry, listeners, but today it's like a bajillion. Yeah, it's like 89 degrees and it's like 530. So. And for those of you that live in the desert, the 89, that's like winter here. Kiss my ass. Kiss my whole ass. Well, no, this is how I look at it. You guys have a dry heat. We have a wet, humid heat, so it's, it like weighs on you. It does. A lot of things weigh on my mind, but the humid you know, humidity ways on all of me there's ways around this need to know all of that there's ways around this yes anyways you ready by the way did i mention i got my junk wax you today? did mention i know for a fact you got it waxed i did ask i did send a texter because she's my waxer too i know we were laughing at, yeah. we were laughing about i told that. her i said please for the love of god make it hurt <laughs> oh yeah no her and i talked about that and that's my first time seeing her and she's got my business i gotta be honest uh, i'm gonna i give her a shout michelle from what the hell is that place called again? It's it's Michelle by Malva Hair Studios or yeah, that's Hair not... Design by Malva or something like that. It's in Bridgeport. Just look up Malva Hair. Twelfth. Yeah, well, Bridgeport area. So yeah, right. And I'm telling you guys, and this is the we're yeah. not getting paid for this. No, she is she absolutely is... phenomenal. It was seriously, although getting that area waxed was slightly painful. Yeah, because duh. Yeah. It was actually very, very enjoyable. Yeah. Just tell her Scotty and Tammy sent you, and, she, she, you know, she'll she hook loves you guys us. up. She She's... loves me, anyways. I don't know how she feels about him yet. Or just send us an email, and we'll shoot you her contact yeah, info. Yeah, I can do that, too, because she's stuff. amazing. She's really, really, seriously. Very I... professional, very amazing, very I wonderful. I think I'm a little bit in love with her. I, I you know, I kind of am, too, so back yeah. off, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's talk about these Lonely Hearts uh, killer motherfucking people. Yeah, these, the quote for them is, 
Unrequited Love is an Infinite Curse of a Lonely Heart by Christina Westover. Wow. Owner of a lonely heart, much better than... <laughs> I'm telling you. Hang on, talk for a second, Scott. I gotta grab my medicine. Oh, okay, run. <laughs> so, my name is Scott. I'm a Leo. I like long walks on the beach. Tammy's falling off the chair right now because she's clumsy. And, no, uh, I had to grab my... Me- my arm is killing me. You just don't even know. I've been popping these like they're Tic Tacs today. Holy shit. Yeah. But it's for nerve pain because I think earlier when I popped it, I did pinch a nerve. You want to start this one all over since we've eaten up no. so much time on it? It's all good. All right. Are you sure? Here we go. Yeah. All right. I'm ready. Let's do it. Anyways. Anyways. Um, so let's start with the early life of Martha. Martha Beck. Martha Beck was born Martha Jewel Seabrook on May 6, 1920 in Milton, Florida. Okay. Back to Florida. Yeah. Of course. Of course. This one has to be good because it's from fucking Florida. Yeah, for a minute it'll be there. Um, she, When she was younger, she claims that she had a glandular problem, which caused her to become overweight. I see that she claims if it had a glandular problem because that was a common claim for obesity back in the day. Whatever the reason for her weight problem, what is a fact is that she did begin her puberty at a younger age, which would wreak havoc on her hormone levels. Martha also claimed that at some point during her youth, her brother raped her. She told her mother about the rape, and instead of her mother punishing her brother or defending her, she beat Martha for even saying such a thing happened. Oh, I already see a catalyst. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm going to start off with the question you're going to answer uh, ask at the end of this. Nurture. Not, give it a minute. All right. <laughs> don't, don't put the cart before the horse there, Scotty. I, Mr. Red. <laughs> Anyways, Martha graduated from high school and went on to get a degree in nursing. Even though she was a licensed nurse, she would find it difficult to acquire gainful employment due to her advanced weight. She started out taking a job in Florida working as an undertaker's assistant preparing the female bodies for their burial. Growing tired of that job, she quit and moved to California, where she was able to actually get a job working in an army hospital. Oh. See, you say California. The first thing that came to mind was the Led Zeppelin song, Going to California. Hotel California. No, that's Eagles. Oh, that's Eagles. Yeah. Uh, the Zeppelin one was, Going to California with a making in my heart. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Someone told me that. You know, that one. Yeah. So, it was while she was working at this hospital that she would become pregnant. Okay, she attempted to convince the baby daddy to marry her, but sadly, her attempts were unsuccessful. He's like, damn, girl, you're too damn big for me. (laughs) You know what's funny about that? What you just said? My grandpa used to have an old LP, not an LP, but one of those 45s. You know, the old school ones? And he would play it all the time. And that song was literally, I don't want her. You can have her. She's too fat for me. I've heard that one. Have you really? Yeah, no, like for real. My my grandma Pearlie, who also had an old phonograph, Mm -hmm. would play, uh, I was bombarded with polka music. Because uh, believe it or not, a little little less known fact about me, the first instrument that I learned to play outside of guitar was a fucking accordion. Now, that is funny, because my friend up north played the accordion for a while. Dead serious. As you can tell, I'm not a professional accordion player. Yeah. You, you, you know what you never hear uh, at, at the studio? Is this right here. Dude, did you see the new Porsche that the accordion player and the banjo player have? That's awesome. You never hear that. You look out and you go, oh, I see you got yourself a new Honda. 
Good. No, no, good job, man. Good job. Oh, no features. That's great. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, no. He also had a, I don't know if it was a song, but Davy and his dinghy. But, you know, that's another story, too. Um, so, anyways. Um, so, as a result, she ended up back in Florida as a single yet very pregnant woman. So she wouldn't be looked at with shame. She concocted a story to explain why she was pregnant and unwed. Martha told people that she had married a serviceman and gotten pregnant by him, but he wasn't around anymore because he was tragically killed in the Pacific campaign during World War II. Hey, no, you know what? what no, what year is this? Um, early 40s. Okay, you know what? Totally justifiable. I mean, think about it. It's the 40s. Mm-hmm. You're not only... And, okay. While you guys might think I'm making fun of fat people, I'm not. I'm a fat people myself. Uh, you know, I just I just make jokes. I joke about our kind all the time. But Our kind? <laughs> well, because I went from having an awesome body to, you know, having more ass than a pack of mules. But um, it's the 40s. Mm-hmm. It's not really kosher to be knocked up and not be wed. Right. And on top of that, on top? On top. Jesus, I wasn't even drinking at my meeting. Um, on top of that, you know, you've got this obesity problem. And I'm sure there was a lot of fat shaming yeah. going on then. As opposed to now, there's still fat shaming yeah, today. Body shaming, yeah. But, uh, yeah, body shaming, but I bet you back then, man, she caught a lot of shit for that. Oh, you're knocked up? And I bet you what happened is the baby daddy said, no, you're a fat bitch, and I'm out of here. And yeah. she's not feeling So, yeah, making up this, she gets a sympathy plea. So yeah. maybe people aren't looking at her fat so much. Oh, and yeah. they're definitely ignoring, okay, she's pregnant, but, hey, you know, baby's daddy, he died. A brave, brave man. So, you know... I can see why she did it. I, I can't fault her. I can't either, actually. You know, because even everybody in town bought her story and mourned her loss with her. Her tragic story was even published in the lo- local newspaper, which gained her some popular attention, positive attention, you which she probably never had. I'm mourning her loss. Are you? I am. Even though you know it's not true? Well, yeah. I mean, that was... You know, I, I kind of agree with what she did, though. I'm it's not, a defense mechanism. Yeah, exactly. Totally. You totally. know, and, and I know a lot of you out there are probably sitting there going, well, she fucking lied. Dude, put you yourself just, in yeah. her place in the 1940s, man. Because mm-hmm. I'll put it in perspective. I mean, I'm kind of outing my grandma here. My grandma got pregnant with my oldest uncle before marriage, and they got married. And she, ha- you know, she at least had him while she was married. Right. Um, you understand what I mean? So for her baby daddy not to marry her, that was shame on her. Oh, shit, yeah, man. You know? Then she will be looked at as like a tart, and a, you know? Right. It's not like it is today. Right. Think about it, guys. It's in the 40s. So let's have a little bit of sympathy for her, shall we? Anyway, go ahead. Anyways, I do. Okay, she would give birth to a daughter she named Willa Dean. And, and in 1944, she wound up pregnant a second time. Hold on. Now that you can make fun of her about and don't feel sorry. You name your damn kid Willa Dean now. She's from Florida, Scott. Oh, no. You know what? You get a pass because... Willa Dean's one of the least unpopular names we've heard come out of there. That's very, very true. My bad. Sorry. Continue. Yeah. So note. she wound up pregnant again in 1944, and the baby, the father of this baby was a bus driver out of Pensacola named Alfred Beck. The couple would get married only to separate six short months later. Despite their divorce, they shared a son who they named Anthony. That's a decent name. Decent name. That's probably the best name to ever come out of fucking Florida. Right, right. 
Okay, so now let's look at Richard Ramirez. I mean, Raymond Fernandez. Why did I say? I was just doing a thing. Wrong serial killer there, Sugar Tits. I was just doing a freaking research on one, and it referenced Richard Ramirez. That's why he's in my head. Raymond Martinez Fernandez, there we go, was born on December 17th, 1914 in Hawaii to Spanish parents. When he was only three years old, his family would relocate to Connecticut, where he would live until his teenage years. And then when he was a teenager, he wound up moving to Spain, where he would work on a farm that his uncle owned. And he became a Spanish matador. Toro! Toro! No. No? He got married when he was 20 years old to a local woman by the name of Encarnacion Robles. Yeah, Encarnacion Robles. I can't wow, roll my eyes. Wow, that but... is a fantastic Spanish name. I know, that is perfect. You didn't even have to tell me they were from Spain. You could have said that, and I would have said Spain over Mexico or anywhere else. Yeah. Spain. Yeah, because it sounds regal. Yeah, very like, like she should be wearing ball gowns all the time and a crown type of regal. Yeah, and like the like the fancy hats with the flowers and like doing the flamenco she, she, dancing almost, right? No, she is too good to flamenco dance before for her dancing. Is fabulous, and not for the. And now eyes. we tango. <laughs> and now we tango, peasant. <laughs> Do the paso doble. <laughs> <laughs> I watch too much Dancing with the Stars. Anyways, um, the couple would have four children together before he would abandon all of them to return to the United States. God damn. Yeah. During World War II, however, Raymond actually served in British intelligence. With his, when his service there ended, he wanted to get another job. So that's how he ended up on a ship bound for the United States. While on this ship, it was on this ship that a steel hatch wound up falling on top of him. As a result of this, he sustained fractures to his skull and injuries to his frontal lobe. Ooh, yeah, no, I bet, man. Those metal hatches weren't to be fucked with then. Yeah. I mean, the- they're not to be fucked with now, but then that was, that's heavy duty shit. Yeah, exactly. So these injuries could actually have, have an effect on his social and sexual behavior in the future, and I'll talk about that in a minute. Which we have seen. We have in more than one occasion. I was say repeatedly, like not just like one, not just like Yeah, we, we had Bobby Joe Long, we had Fred West. Yes. Um, been, there think, was another a one. A few of them, yeah. Yeah, I think there was another one, but I can't really think of it right now. We got to think, man, the brain is the is essentially it's the CPU of your body. It it's is the very of your much body. so. And if you drop your computer too many times, it ain't going to work anymore. Well, right. Or, or you know, what happens when you damage that hard drive and it doesn't have to be like where you can't pull anything up but it's just slightly damaged you're gonna have some fucking problems man yeah exactly and that's what he did many damaged his cpu yeah after the accident he was obviously admitted to a hospital until he could recover okay <clears throat> once he was released from the hospital he got in on another ship this one would be headed for your one of your favorite states pensacola florida uh, 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 jacksonville florida no bama no. Alabama? Welcome to Bama. I was going to say Alabama, but, you know, I like it better when you say it. Bama. You always have me repeat repeat all my southern states. I love, you know, you know why. It's because I have an affection for the accent. (laughs) It's taken me a long time to learn how to speak like this. I know. I wish it didn't, but whatever. Oh, no. Sometimes I wish you'd just slip back into it just so I could hear it, but whatever. You want to know why? Because people would hear me talk, and then they'd go, Oh, no, you're dumb as a box of hammers. Even at, and then you tell them, look, I got three degrees, okay? Sure you do. <laughs> okay, of little course. buddy. <laughs> it's okay, little buddy. Sit down. You want some ice cream? I'll get you some ice cream. It's like, no, I'm, I, 
No. <laughs> no, I believe you. I believe you. Or they look at you, even other musicians, and sit there and go, okay, <laughs> this song is in C major. Do you know what a C major is, Scott? Okay. I'm just, do you need a chord wheel? So that way there you know the scales. No, I don't need a fucking chord wheel. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck you're talking and about. And so do a lot of music producers, believe it or not. They sit there and say stupid ass shit. Hey, do it in this key. I, I was just telling the story uh, to our IT guy today. is Because uh, we're talking about that. Where I've actually brought chord wheels into studio. They hand them to producers. They go, this is a fucking chord wheel. If you have an idea, this is the chord, This is the key that we're doing this in. Okay? If it's not listed here, you turn this little dial, lined up with your with the key we're doing it. If your idea isn't in this column, shut up. <laughs> Don't say a friggin' word. word. Yeah. Because I, 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 anyway, I can go on a tangent yeah. about that all week. Yeah. So while on board this ship, the one headed to, you know, Bama, he actually attempted to steal some Mark clothing from the storeroom on the ship and was arrested when he tried to pass through customs. Ooh. Okay. He went to court for the theft and was sentenced to serve one year in the federal penitentiary located in Tallahassee. Tallahassee, Florida. It was while he was incarcerated there that one of his cellmates would introduce him to black magic and voodoo. Wait, it gets better. He I've got would, a black magic woman. Yeah. Little Santana. He, he would grow he would grow to believe and later claim that due to the black magic he practiced in jail, he would possess an irresistible charm and power over the women that came into his life. No, that's believable. Yeah. No, no, I mean it's No, I do believe it. it can happen, but outside of the magic part of it, I can understand how he would believe that. Yeah. But I have very unusual beliefs. <laughs> okay. We're just going to carry on. <laughs> Why do you think there's not a baby next door anymore? Oh, shut up. She is. I just saw her this morning, <laughs> bitch. Did you, are you sure you did? Yes, I heard her and saw her. <laughs> yeah, I can't Ghost miss that. Ghost got irritated with her, too. Yeah, because I'm trying to convince him to go eat her alive. Like, I know, right? Her up, but he won't do it. So, Raymond gets released from prison in 1946, and that's when he moves to Brooklyn, New York. There, he moved in with his sister and joined a club in the area for Lonely Hearts, where he started answering classified ads that were placed by lonely women. He used the Lonely Hearts comms to seduce several dozen women. He would answer their ad, wine them, dine them, then steal their money and possessions before he moved on to the next. He was what we today would refer to as a grifter of sorts. Oh, okay. Cool. You know? But I, I would imagine he's pretty suave with the last name like Fernandez. And well, yeah, and if you look at his younger pictures, he was rather handsome. Hello, my last name is Fernandez. Yeah. I am from Spain. How are you doing? And the chicks would be like, oh, my God. He's yeah, we really all hot. love an accent. I'm not lying. That's right. I got a little moist just hearing him. Here, take my money. I'm sure that's not how it happened, but okay. Okay. Well, in my mind, it did. Yeah. So that's, that was how, that's how the movie played out. Yeah, pretty That much. was how he wound up meeting Martha. After Hello, her Martha. divorce, Martha found herself being a single, unemployed mother of two young children, and all she wanted to do was escape her reality into a fantasy world of sorts. Now, I had read somewhere, and I wasn't able to verify it, that she actually joined a fucking circus. Dun, dun, dun. That's where I met my third ex-wife. Holy <laughs> cow, me and Martha have a lot in common. Because, you know, the third ex-wife is a midget. No, the fourth one was. How many times have I been right? You're right, the fourth. I'm sorry. That is the fourth. The, well, three and a half. 
Okay. You keep saying three, and I was like, no, wait, that was number four. No, you got if me. If I'm counting correctly. <laughs> no, you are counting correctly. See, I'm just I know more about your love life than you do. That's disgusting. I don't keep track anymore. Yeah. What are you playing with? Oh, nothing. That's a uh, side note. I had to replace my wireless guitar system because I lost... Oh, got it. The uh, the well, the unit. I don't know. Where, I don't know where the fuck I left it. I honestly don't. Okay, because it. it's like I see you over there playing with something, and you're always playing with something when I'm talking. And uh, this is a thing to reorder parts for the inner monitor system that got I use, it. which is awesome because it reminded me that I need to uh, order another uh, receiver. Got it. So. When she's in this fantasy world, she tried to accomplish this by buying and reading romance novels and magazines as well as watching romantic movies. Now, for some reason, all I can picture is a woman curled up on the couch with a Danielle Steele novel watching the Hallmark Channel with a bowl of popcorn and bonbons by her side. That's actually what I was thinking. <laughs> and her uh, fanning herself. Oh, Fabio. You're just, I know, right? Ooh, this novel's yeah. getting hot. Oh, my goodness. Steamy. I feel a little moist. Yeah. In 1946, she would finally get a job working for the Pensacola Children's Hospital. So when she placed the Lonely Hearts ad in 1947, Raymond answered it. Hello, Raymond. Yeah. Mr. Fernandez. Yeah. They would exchange some letters back and forth from Florida, where she lived, and New York, where he lived. And he thought she actually had some money. So he went to go meet her. However, he found out she was the exact opposite of what he expected and she probably didn't tell him i weigh 500 pounds yeah well i don't think she weighed quite that much but she was she was kind of chunky okay well chunky she was not what i would consider morbidly obese but she was chunky that i had it i had a whole different no because she wasn't like circus fat lady oh okay that's what i thought no because okay that's just what i thought because i'm kind of attracted to chunkier women yeah i uh don't date super fit women at all because, well, more about Scotty. Side note. <laughs> Side note. Is because, like, if I take a chick out for a nice meal, you know what I hated hearing when I was dating mostly models? I'll take a side salad with a drop of vinaigrette. Oh, my God. Now I look like the goddamn pig because I'm like, all right, I'll take the porterhouse steak. Um, <laughs> I know. You know, a pile of potatoes uh, and lots of veggies. I love veggies. A loaded baked potato plates. All the fixings. Yeah, everything in there. Matter of fact, if you can stuff some bacon in there and maybe a whole, ho- a whole cow in that potato on top of that porterhouse, that would just be great. <laughs> so, meanwhile, everybody's looking at our table. And this has happened, wh- I'm not... Probably at least ten times. They're, oh my God! Look at him making her eat that salad, so he can be over there eating like a pig. And they don't understand. I'll buy this woman anything she wants. Yeah. If you want to eat half the fucking restaurant, that's fine. I took you here because I've got the budget to fucking do it. And you're ordering a side salad, and it pisses me off. I know more than fucking anything. If I take you to a goddamn place, this is for anybody uh, who I might date in the future. Because you never know what will happen. If I take you to a goddamn restaurant, order food, because a side salad's not real food. It's a promissory note. That's all it is. <laughs> They're promising you that food is going to come. It comes free with most meals. Yes. With most. Most. Christ sakes. Okay. I'm done. Are you done? I'm done. Are you done ranting and raving? Brothers and sisters, I'm on my soapbox today. Yeah. After that initial meeting, he went back to New York, and she proceeded to tell everyone that they were going to get married. And... She actually started making the preparations for said marriage. However, after he left, she abruptly got fired from her position at the hospital. And I was unable to find out the reason for the termination. Um, But 
That's all I could find. So she packed up everything she had, except for the children, and arrived in New York, where she ended up suddenly on his doorstep. Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Back up the bus. So she packs her clothes, right? That's fair. She packs her makeup. I'm assuming if she had it, okay. yes. Panties, bras. Oh, yeah. Belongings. And says, you know what? Not enough room in my suitcase. Fuck you, kids. I'm out. That's, that's what you're saying? Uh, for now, yes. You don't leave your fucking kids behind. That's what I'd said, too. But wait a minute. Okay, Billy Mays. When, yeah, you're not going to be happy about this either. When she arrived, Raymond was intrigued by how she catered to his every whim. It kind of fed that thing that, you know, I have that power over women. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've got the black magic he on my side. He even interpreted her willingness to leave her children for him as a declaration of her unconditional love for him. Oh, my God. What a narcissist. That's, dickhead. I know. That's when he decided to confide in her and tell her everything about his criminal activity, how he would... Look for these ads in the Lonely Hearts thing, then go meet them, wind them, dine them, steal their money, and walk away, right? Hopefully at least got laid out of the thing. Yeah. Well, once he told her everything, she would become his willing partner in the schemes and choose to turn her children over to the Salvation Army so she wouldn't have to deal with them anymore. Okay. You know, for our listeners, y'all know that I normally try to give our serial killers the benefit of the doubt right from the get-go, and I find good things about them. I really do. You kind of did in the beginning here. Martha, you're a cunt. (laughs) Yeah. Straight out. And I don't know if you're alive or dead. It was the 40s when you had your shit going on. You're probably dead, but you're a twat. You don't leave your goddamn kids, man. For some man. For a dude. Or, or vice versa. If you're a dude, you don't abandon your kids for a chick. I take that shit more serious than I do I know. fucking serial killers. Exactly. So, before Raymond actually met Martha, he was already actively answering personal ads placed by lonely women. In one instance, why don't I have two of those right there? In one instance, he answered the ad of a lady by the name of Jane Lucila Thompson, who happened to be a divorcee who ran a New York City boarding house with her mother. They quickly developed a relationship and would take a trip to Spain together. While on this trip, he introduced Jane to his ex-wife, and at some point, they got into an argument, him and Jane. During the argument, she threatened to just leave and return to America alone, but he was having none of that. She would be discovered the following morning very dead in her hotel room. Her cause of death would be attributed to a heart attack brought on by gastroenteritis, which is an infection of the digestive system. I thought that's what it was. I was a little fucking confused there, but I'm not a doctor. I'm very confused. (laughs) <laughs> and after she died, he would return to the United States with a forged will, naming him as naming his him as Jane's sole heir, which she promptly showed to her mother to gain control of the boarding house. Damn. Well, at least he had a plan. Yeah. When Still kind he, of a peckerhead. Yeah. But he had a plan. Exactly. When he met Martha and she agreed to be his partner in these schemes, she started posing as his sister or sister-in-law when he answered the ads and met with the women she would, he would take advantage of. The first victim of their evil intentions was a lady by the name of Janet Fay. She and Raymond actually became engaged and she moved into his New York apartment with him and his sister, Martha. Despite agreeing to be his partner and going along with his stories to the victims, Martha was a very jealous woman. She made sure that Raymond and Janet never consummated their relationship. Oh, damn. However. What a cock blocker. Yeah. However, Martha walked in on the two of them in bed together once, and she became irate. The woman felt the full force of Martha's rage when Martha beat her over the head with a hammer. As she was beating... Being beaten with the hammer, Raymond started to strangle her. 
When her family noticed she had gone missing, they became suspicious, but by then the couple had moved on to another state altogether in an attempt to acquire a new victim. Well, turns out they buried her in the basement of the apartment complex. Oh, we've seen that one before. But, you know, at least I got to give Raymond some props on that, as sick as it sounds. At least he joined in to help. He, she didn't. Martha didn't need her help because you're beating her uh, in the fucking head with a hammer. She sounds like me. Like, I'm a scrapper, damn it. <laughs> I'm not no going to beat you in the shit. head with a hammer, but damn well, it. I thought you were going to when we were having a fucking phone conversation. No, but I okay. told you I was frustrated about the situation, not at you, specifically. Whatever. Whatever, dude. You made, you, you made my, my vagina very dry. That's all I'm saying. Well, I'm sorry if I, you know. I peed my mantis a little bit. Good for you. See? Now you know better than to make me mad. No, just kidding. <laughs> so Martha and Raymond ended up living in Wyoming Township, Michigan, which... <laughs> you ready for this? I'm ready. <laughs> which is right around the pinky knuckle of the hand that makes a Jesus Michigan. Christ, why? <laughs> why can't you just give everybody who's not a fucking freaking nature a goddamn town? Right around there, Scott. Right around just there. Just give everybody a town like, uh, are they near okay. Grand Rapids? I don't know. See, see, if... They're not in the Uper, which is this section Oh, up Jesus here. Christ. They're if you right say Uper the... one more time, I'm going to hit you in the head with a hammer. <laughs> They're in the hand. Martha, you gave me an idea, sweetheart. <laughs> I know he hates it when I do that, but anyways. Up it's in the my... Uper. Just, just picture, just it. hold up your left hand in front of your face and point at the bottom, right between your middle and your, I mean, your pinky and your ring knuckle. That's where. Unless you're from the Uper. <laughs> Did you ask the waxer about that today? I should have told her. No, to tell, I forgot. To tell that. You. you know, and it's weird because we were talking about where we're both originally from and everything like that. And it, it was really a good conversation. Uh, yeah, she's excellent. She's amazing. And she said Michigan, and it didn't even dawn on me to say, are you from the Uber? <laughs> no, she'll point out on her hand where she's from. <laughs> oh, my God. Because I, I said to her, I said, so whereabouts are you from? She goes, oh, you know, right about here. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. <laughs> Anyways, so... There they met a young widow by the name of Delphine Downing, who lived alone with her two-year-old daughter. That sounds like a rich chick's name. Yeah. She had a nice house and everything. I have pictures of the house. Oh, damn. Yeah. The so two-year-old wait. daughter thing and knowing how, what kind of people we feature is already pissing me off. Yeah. When Delphine became agitated one day, Raymond gave her some sleeping pills in an attempt to calm her down. Don't say why she got agitated or what happened or what kind of pills he gave her. So, um... The daughter witnessed all of this and began crying, which made Martha mad. Go this figure. is when Martha choked the little girl, but didn't kill her. Afraid Delphine would wake up and see the bruises on her daughter, Raymond shot her and buried her in the basement. I knew something about this story right here would piss me the fuck off. Oh, wait, there's more. He and Martha continued to live with the daughter for a few days. But the daughter was getting more and more upset because her mother wasn't around. Obviously, she's two. Right? Fucking Christ, Which is man. completely understandable. However, her constant crying set Martha into a rage, and she ended up drowning the little girl in a tub of water. After she was dead, the couple buried her with her mother in the basement, and the neighbors became suspicious when they no longer saw the woman or her daughter around, so they called the police. Good. The police soon discovered the bodies buried in the basement, and they arrested Martha and Raymond in March of 1949. Good. Okay? So far, so good? Yeah. After getting arrested, since Michigan didn't have the death penalty... Of course not. No, listen. Of course not. Oh, wait. You're going to like this part. Fuck. Michigan didn't have the death penalty. New York did. Raymond quickly confessed to the murders in an attempt to avoid extradition back to New York. It didn't play in his favor as they were extradited back anyhow. 
Good. Good. Once they were in New York, the authorities attributed a total of 17 murders to them with with the couple adamant, (laughs) which the couple adamantly denied being a part of. Well, of course not. Raymond even tried to retract his confession, claiming he only made the confession in an effort to protect Martha. Give me a fucking break. Yeah. Raymond, you're an idiot. So due to the graphic details of the lure and sexual perversity shared by the couple, their trial would be sensationalized like no other murder trial had been up until that point. Hold on, hold on. Were they like both fucking the chicks that no, they were? No, but how they would, you know, like get their women and he would like seduce them. And, oh, okay. Because yeah. when you said that, no. my, my mind went to like... But they called it a sexual perversity because she was posing as his sister. No, no. And I, I, yeah. dig, I dig that part of it, but my mind went to... Cause, no, I know. We've dealt with some very sick individuals. So. Yeah, then that's what I was getting at. It's like normally when you say sexual perversion, I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. It's like Martha like finger banging her. No, and no. It has nothing to do with like the West or anything like that. It okay. was just... This, their whole scheme in general and how they were said to have killed 17 women as a result right, of this scheme. Right, right. And it was basically a sex scheme. You know? Mm, considering yeah. the era. Yeah, and considering, you know, uh, you know, Raymond Fernandez, the uh, Spanish stallion, luring them in, because we all know that in order to be lured in, there has to be some sexual attraction. There has to be. You know? Um, like, yeah. okay, for example... Let's go back to my neighbors, the one that I said, have you seen their baby? Um, and I think she's a not-so-single mother, like her boyfriend lives somewhere else. But if she came over and said, oh, it's Scott, I have millions of dollars, and I want to take care of you forever, I'd be like, um... No. Not so much. <laughs> I, mean, I, I need to decline that, but will you please sit in this catapult? <laughs> this <laughs> I'm still stuck on the catapulting. That I described? Yeah. <laughs> I'm still about all oh, launching him. You know what's really sad is I'm the one that suggested that to you, and now I'm kind of like, you got it stuck in your head, and I'm afraid you're going to start building one now. <laughs> I'm actually thinking about it. I bet you that I can get those goddamn mouthy-ass kids quite the distance. I'm thinking I could probably get the baby <laughs> 10 blocks. At least. At least. I think I, I think I got some skills. Hey, don't worry. He'll lay a mattress down. <laughs> oh, am I supposed to? <laughs> Parachute mattress. We talked about this. <laughs> Fuck. I was aiming for someone's chimney, but um, okay. Scott, we are on the air. <laughs> Cat, mattress, parachute, remember? <laughs> okay, hypothetically. <laughs> Anyways, so the media would make up certain comments about Martha's appearance that she actually took exception to. They were actually some very rude comments. Okay, so she wound up actually writing letters to the editors protesting their description of her. I don't know whether to slap her for actually thinking that she was helping her case by doing such a thing or applaud her for having so much confidence in herself that she couldn't stand for anybody talking down about her. I would applaud her. No, honestly, because hear me out, because, guys, I really do think that Beck is a piece of shit. I really do, because you don't choke kids. But, you you know, if you're comfortable in your own skin. But... To defend yourself, especially as I think that she's always had, probably had a pretty low self-esteem, you know, and to come back and start defending yourself. I, I, I applaud that. that. Yeah. That's a good, strong trait. Yeah, exactly. And then I said, like I said, I'm torn, especially when I have an ad, especially I'm a, torn, especially when I have an admiration for confident women. Yeah, you know totally. the fact that she was confident enough. I have admiration for that. What she did to the child and the murders, no, yeah, not no, so much. No, especially the kids. That's yeah. my thing. Okay, here, uh, 
for our listening audience. Here's my thing when it comes to, to killers. If they're killing other adults, you know what? That's the nature of the beast. Guys, there's fucking serial killers out there and there's sick motherfuckers. If you're raping and killing, it's a bad thing, and we're going to feature you, and that's fine. What gets me every time is when there's any children involved. Yeah. Any I make fun of my neighbor kids all the damn time, but honestly, if somebody was attacking them, they would oh. be. They, y- yeah. They would see my big ass out there. Oh, totally. And I wouldn't be as funny as I am with, with no. Tammy when we're not on air or even now or even with my friends. They would see a side of me of which they, they wouldn't have to. I would actually probably shoot them. You probably would. I would grab one of my guns and probably shoot them to defend these little brats. Yeah. And I don't even like these kids. No. And it's only because they're so. Sorry. They're so bratty. Right. Well, they, at, but at the end of the day, they're fucking kids. Exactly. They they haven't done nobody harm. Therefore, why do you harm unto them? Well, Period. okay, harm, Scott, harm. <laughs> I don't know. They harm me every time I got to fucking hear them. But <laughs> every time I got listen, wake up in the morning and middle of the night. Yep. Okay. Anyways, so despite the fact that he retracted his confession and their adamant denial of being the perpetrators of all the murders, they were convicted of three of the murders. Technically, they were only convicted of one because Michigan chose not to pursue charges at the time because the death penalty in New York was in play. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, we've seen that in several cases, including Cole, um, where the where. I think it was California wouldn't pursue right. because Nevada, the death penalty was right. Was at play. And Wyoming didn't pursue because Nevada and or New York and California had already uh, pursued the death penalty on Alcala. Right, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, we, we we've seen this many repeated. times. So don't don't be all pissed off at Michigan or anything no, like that. No, because Michigan didn't have the death penalty, so they had those cases in the back in case that one in New York fell through, they could bring them back to make it, Michigan, give them life. Right, and at least he would get prison time. But the, yeah. at the forefront of everybody's mind, yeah. when it comes to situations like this, and this is just to reiterate to the people who may have missed some episodes, the uh, the mindset is okay. The death penalty is at play. That's what we want. Right. We want them to get the death penalty in a state where it is a, a real thing, where, where they can die. Right. But if that falls through for some weird reason, yeah, we can at least have them extradited back to our state right. and lock them away so they're away from everybody else. And they're not going to hurt anybody. Exactly. They but, always had that to fall back on. But either way, these assholes are off the map. Yeah. So anyways, they were sentenced to death in New York for the murder of Janet Fay. Raymond and Martha were very well known for professing their love to each other, even when they would, would have their heated arguments and despite their relationship problems. Oh, I bet you even in court, you know, Martha being from Florida. Oh, was... I have a picture of her walk, as they're walking out of the courtroom from being sentenced. She's adjusting his tie and she's like pulling against the matron that has her handcuffed to her. <laughs> she's adjusting his tie and then she leans in and they kiss each other. I love you, baby. You're way better kissing than my brother ever was. <laughs> Florida, man. Anyways, so on March 8, 1951, while they were both strapped in the electric chair, Together, side by side. Sweet. They were, that's right. They were using the electric chair. They yeah. weren't using the chamber. Exactly. They would both once again make such a proclamation. Their final words were, and I heard somewhere that they did electrocute them side by side. I don't, Sweet. I mean, I wasn't able to verify it, but I mean, I can just picture it in my head. Their final words were, Raymond said, I want to shout it out. I love Martha. What do the public know about love? No, that makes sense. He would say it that way, being from Spain and not, probably not having a good yeah. now, grasp. 
on English. Martha says, my story is a love story, but only those tortured by love can know what I mean. I am not unfeeling, stupid, or moronic. I am a woman who had a great love and always will have it. Imprisonment in the death house has only strengthened my feeling for Raymond. That I kind of admire. I kind of do, too. So I, that I was their last words to anybody. I got I to kind of... We, we normally don't see that. Yeah. Towards the end... They usually turn against each other. Oh, hell yeah. It wasn't me. Let me tell you what really happened. Billy Bob over here made me yeah. molest and kill all those people. I was really innocent. Or or my favorite, my favorite, little Miss fucking... Hamulka? Sugar, uh, sugar tits herself. <laughs> going, oh, my God. Um... Bernardo made, or what, I can't remember what his first name was, but he made Paul. me do this. Paul, I was like, Paul made me do all this stuff, and I didn't want to, but I was afraid for my life. You lying twat. Or Fred and Rosemary West when oh, he got don't arrested. Get me she started did. On How those she just fucking turned on him, and it's like, I don't even want, I don't even know who this asshole is. Right. It's like you were married to him for all this time, knew exactly what he was doing, helped him. Helped him, and now all of a sudden, you're back. I don't know why. I don't know what happened. I. While what they did was disgusting. Yes. Because, number one, I hate thieves. Yes. That's A, number one. We've talked about that on previous ones, why I hate thieves. Um, And anybody who hurts children. Yes. I'm going to give it up to them that they actually held on to their love right until the very end. And that is something that you... So, I know questions are coming up, but I will. I I might be answering one right now, but I'm going to try anyway. I think that they had a true love for each other. I think they did, too. You know, maybe a little bit of codependency, too, on both of their ends. Like, I don't think that Martha was more codependent than, than, uh, than, uh, uh, the fuck was his name? Raymond. Raymond. Fernandez. Well, I'm looking at his name. It just says Fernandez. I can't remember his name. is Raymond. Um, but I think they had a true love. Yeah. No, I do, too. So... That's all I have for them. So I do have some final thoughts on this, um, you know, like I always do. So I, I started by saying, and I kind of say this with a lot of them, because when I write my final thoughts, it's after I've done all the research and I've compiled it and everything. But I don't know where to begin with it um, and how to express my thoughts. So I guess I wanted to start by getting your opinion. And you kind of answered a little bit. You express with your words. Yeah. Do you Use think there, Shut up. Do you think theirs is a case of nature or nurture? One hundred percent nurture. Well, okay, and let me take that back. Nurture for uh, for Beck because that's some pretty fucked up shit. Okay, and the codependency issues because of having that low self esteem. You have a really short marriage. You got another baby daddy who is like, "Fuck you, fat bitch. I'm out of here." Yeah, you know, um, and all that shit. I would say there's codependency issues, which with that. If um, if Raymond is providing her with what she needs emotionally, right, then that codependency is going to fuel that love. Right, exactly. And I think that Raymond truly loved her because she provided him what he needed, which yeah. is feeding his ego, going along right. with everything, and kind of... Helping ma- him. Yeah, and, and maintaining that status quo. Yeah. So that right there. But I think with... You didn't give me a whole lot about Raymond's background as far as his childhood yeah because there wasn't anything to just ascertain whether he had an abusive childhood there was none. that's a tough well i really can't make it i can't make a determination on him 
without, okay. without having well, that information. I have some thoughts. I'm split on the decision. Okay. I don't feel it's a case of both for both. I think it's a case of nature for one and nurture for the other. Let okay. me explain before you jump to the conclusion that okay. I myself am insane. No, no, no. Go for it. Okay. In Martha's case, if she was, in fact, raped by her brother and beaten by her mother as a result, and then, w- and then when you add the obvious ridicule she would receive as a result of her appearance, I believe hers is a case of, na- of nurture. 100%. On okay. board. She would grow to have resentments and do what she could to hold on to a relationship with a man that she thought loved her. Correct. Okay, you just said that. That's the codependency. Okay, in Raymond's case, I feel it's more nature, especially if he did undergo a personality change as a result of the brain injury. This could explain his abnormal sex drive and his impulse control issues. I forgot about that goddamn brain injury. Son of a bitch. It would even explain the lengths he would go to in order to satisfy his greed. No, that would make sense. So, that's where I was at. Thinking. I was going to say, do you agree, disagree? I'm going to agree with Raymond only because of accumulated information that we have from just doing this podcast. Right. Because we, like, uh, let's go back to Bobby Joe Long. Right. Bobby he was jo- the first one we, we discovered had the brain injury. Right. So Bobby Joe Long, to recap really quick, was, I mean, he wasn't like an overachiever by any no. means or anything like that. And he was maybe a little bit shy. He had some issues. He had that gland problem where he grew tits. Um, and had to have him removed. So there's a lot of problems going on with him. And uh, and he had a few uh, head injuries as a child. Right. Okay, but all in all, fairly normal. Right. Fairly normal. Then he joins the military. He's, what, like six months in, I think yeah. it was? Gets into a motorcycle wreck, destroys his helmet, has a major brain trauma. Yes. Um, and, and head injury and convalesces and... Everything changed from that point. Exactly. Because now his sex drive is through the roof. I remember it saying that uh, when, I, when I was doing him, that, uh, or his story, not him, because I never did him, um, that he was masturbating five times a day in the hospital. It continued when he got home, even though he was having sex with his wife twice a day. So a huge, huge night and day fucking difference. Exactly. So that's why I'm agreeing, because you have long, you've got... Uh, I can't remember the other ones, but we've, we've done a few that, that involve traumatic brain injuries. Right. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm going to agree with I that. I also take into account the fact that there was no issue, I mean, no information in regards to anything abusive in his childhood. He was with his family members till he turned, th- till he turned a teenager. He went to work for his uncle, worked for British intelligence, for crying out loud. Okay, I'll give it that. I'll, you yeah. know, so there was nothing to indicate that he was, you know what I mean, that he had the potential at that point. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, that's that's making more and more sense, you okay. know. It that, sounds I mean, like he was pretty average until... Yeah, until the brain injury. Until the brain injury, so yeah. Yeah. So, okay, now, next thing I want to address is being a divorced single mother who sacrificed a lot in order to provide my child with a better life than the one that I had. Go I, bullfrog. I know, right? I can't wrap my mind around how a woman would willingly give up her children for anything or anyone. However, I do know that it happens because I have family members who have done it. I just don't understand it. That being said, do you understand why she chose to give up her children for the perceived love of a man? Oh, yes. Okay. Explain, because I, I, like I said, I can't fathom it. I've been in love Hi, with men, but I've never leave my Welcome child Welcome to long. Psychology from Scott. <laughs> I'm your uh, 
fake psychologist for the day, Scott Alexander. <laughs> your pseudo-psych. Your pseudo-psych. Really easy. And you said it yourself. So, put yourself in her shoes. You're a child. You get raped by your brother. Okay, but you know what? Let's take the rape off the table. Okay? Fair enough, right? But your mom beats the ever-loving fuck out of you at every turn. Yeah. So, being raised in that kind of an environment, you're in a constant state of fight or flight. Right. So, that's that part of your lizard brain from when, way back when, that said, like, you're going to get attacked by a bear. You've got two fucking choices. You can fight this bear, so now you're looking for weapons, or you can run from this bear and hope to God that he, like, chips a nail, trips. (laughs) Yeah. You know, uh, finds a polar bear and asks him why the big paws. <laughs> something. <laughs> you like that one? I worked my previous joke in there because yes. I'm a polar bear. Yeah, that's a little inside joke. Okay, so she's going through that, through depression and having her quote-unquote gland disorder, which we both know is bullshit. Yeah, because that was a standard excuse She's then. eating away the pain. Right. So now, on top of having this abusive situation at home, you've got everybody around you sitting there going, oh my God, look at that fat ass and making fun of you. Yes. Pulling you down. So then you find somebody, of course, every guy is going to say this when he's just trying to get into your pants. Of course, baby, I love you. It's forever and ever. So she's making a call on the bone phone and she gets pregnant. Right. And as soon as she gets pregnant, what's this guy do? Adios, bitch. I'm out. I'm uh, adios, gone. Adios, bitch, nachos. Yeah, adios, bitch, nachos. I'm history. So then you have that. So meanwhile, it's she's looking for some acceptance. She's looking for somebody who will accept her. Right. And she's looking for somebody who will love her. And she's looking to fill that void, which, right. which plays into the codependency. Right. So now she comes uh, across Fernandez. Right. And he is willing to give her what she needs to fill that void, to fill that hole in her right. soul, so to speak. And in return... She's willing to give back to him because her needs are being met. It's it's like packing down a pack of cigarettes, guys. Sorry. It's like any other relationship with a sick twist. So when you marry somebody or you're involved with somebody, everybody seems to say, say, Oh, our relationship is 50-50. And if you think that, and I'm looking right at you, if you ever think that's with another person, you're full of shit. You're wrong. And let I me would tell never you thought a relationship was 50-50. Because sometimes it's 90-10. Yeah, sometimes it's, it's a little bit more give than it is take and vice versa. Right, because everybody has a strong suit. Yeah. You know, and I'm actually going to bring up a good story because I use myself as the example for everything because I've lived my life. Um. My last ex-wife, the Canadian, um, she had an ability to calm me down when all of my anger management training went out the window. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, she has stopped me from fights. She stopped me from one fight in particular at a venue. Oh. I, I told you about that one. No, you did not. Oh, then I'll tell you about that one later. I was going to use this guy who was larger than me, taller and bigger than me. Um, I was going to use his head on a trunk lid after I had already struck him several times. Um, oh. Yeah, it was, it was bad. And she literally, she, she had this ability. She can come up to me. She put her hand on my chest. I'm just getting ready to fucking take this guy and slam him. And she goes, Scott, you've hit him. You're done. Stop. 
and just like boom, like that. I went, okay, I'm done. Hmm. Uh, most bizarre thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. It was like, uh, like she was a Jedi. You know, this is not the man you want to kill. I went, this isn't the man that I want to kill. It's time to go now. Okay, it's time to go now. <laughs> wow. So yeah, it's it, it's. Like I said, in any relationship, it's it, it's give and take, and it's more. You know, everybody's got their strong suit, and the key to making any relationship work. And this is all going to play back into Fernandez, by the way. I'm not just no. I understand what anything, you're saying. I hear, I'm following you so far. Well, our follow our listeners might not be. What the fuck? Get to it, dude. It all plays in. Just trust me. In any relationship, though, um, one person will have a skill set that their partner doesn't have. Because if you both have the exact same skill set, it's not going to work. No, because you'll fight all the time. Yeah, exactly. Like there can't be, like everybody says, we're both in control. No, you're not. There's always a dominant personality and a submissive personality in a relationship. Now, you might both make decisions together. Right. But at the end of the day, I bet that most of the time, one of you is the deciding factor. Yeah. Most of the time, not all the time, but most. See, and I always look at it in different. It depends on the situation too, you know. Right. So, so there's in their case, Fernandez seems to have that ability to to show and give that affection. Right. Because that's how he's luring women in anyway. Right. Right. To make them feel. What would lure you in? Well, it's to feel loved. And feel wanted and desired. That's everybody's all want and need. That's yeah, everybody. Yeah, and he has that ability, and she doesn't have that ability. And that's obvious with the men who've rejected her. So that's that's your two sides right there. So he's giving her what his skill set is. She's giving him what her skill set is, which is maintain the status quo. Exactly what you're doing. Okay. Yeah, what you're doing is bad, but in order for me to get what I need, I need to be on your level. And you obviously love me a whole lot, and I'm going to follow along with you. Okay. No, I, I follow you. I follow you. Yeah. That's like I said, thought. I can't wrap my mind around it, but I follow you. I can see how somebody could, I guess. I forgot the question. About how somebody could leave their children. Oh, leave the children. Okay. I'm back on track. Sorry. I was trying to remember the fuck. No, you answered the question, but. I did. I did. Yeah. So, obviously for her, when you have children with a a person that you're no longer with, that child can be a reminder of that person. For the good or the ill. Yeah. Okay. And maybe for her, she has so much animosity for the baby daddy, yeah, the baby daddy and, and her the, ex-husband, and her ex-husband, that every day she's looking at these kids, and I want to reiterate again, this is the '40s, guys. Psychology was not really at play unless you got institutionalized, and then it was all electric shock and fucking lobotomies and, and lobotomies. That's about what you fucking got. Yeah. Um, or saltpeter. So, yeah, and. uh so, she's looking at these kids. She knows she can't even afford them. Right. You know, she's on hard times, that low self-esteem. She's going to run to where she can get at least one of her needs met. Right. At least one of hers. Yeah. So, perhaps in her, it could have just been a survival instinct. Right. And I also look at it this way, too, and I'll just throw this in there. I didn't have it in my notes. That when you consider how irritated she got with the two-year-old... 
Oh, yeah. Was she that way with her own children? And that's what I was going to bring up. He kind of beat me to the punch, so good good job there. Uh, and I mean that because normally you don't beat me to the punch. I'm wondering. I've been doing better about that lately. You are, man. You must have the ESP2, the extra Scotty power. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm kind of wondering how she reacted to her own kids. And while on the surface, her giving her kids away to the Salvation Army sounds horrible. Maybe it was the best thing for them. Maybe it was the best thing. Mm -hmm. Because the alternative could have been, we have seen in this story, choking you out like a fucking two-year-old. And then then drowning you. Then drowning you. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I'm saying maybe the Salvation Army, maybe, maybe it wasn't the worst thing that could have happened. You know, I'm wondering the same thing, because, I mean, I didn't think about it until just now when I was thinking, you know what? Maybe with all that rage she had towards that other child, she might have displayed that towards her own children. Exactly. We don't, we don't know. Okay, now, next thing is, do you feel that they were both actively involved in all the killings, or do you think that Raymond killed in an effort to protect her on some level like he claimed? Ooh... Because I believe, I don't care what he says, I don't think he killed Delphine to keep her from seeing the bruises on her child. No, I, I don't think, think he, he shot either. her because he wanted to live in that house. I'm thinking so too with that one there. Uh, I think he may, he probably killed some on his own. Yeah. But I think that she probably helped him with more than one. Oh, I'm sure too. I'm okay. going to probably yeah. go, I'll go a 50 50 split. I would say okay. this. Just my gut feeling and nothing right. to back it up. Just a gut feeling says that. Yeah, because like I said, there wasn't a whole lot of information that I could verify, you know, so. Well, yeah, it's the 40s, man. Nothing's tracked. Yeah, like right. To, today, if we pulled, if there was a serial killer at large today and not even caught, we could pick up every fucking thing he does. Like, and we found a hair. Yeah, like, well, we're trying. Remember, we're in, we're, we're yes, in investigative we mode on one of them. And I cannot even utter what I'm what we have in the works. But I am on to something. Secret. I've got a secret. Yes, I'm on to something. Damn it. But um, yeah, uh, when we're looking at cases from I'm probably going to go like the 80s or 90s right. back. Because um, there's been such a leap in technology. Right. Well, I'm going to feature a case on Thursday that's going to piss you the fuck off like it does me. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. But, um, you know, when you're looking at anything from the 90s back, sometimes it's hard to find all the information. Like, if this case here happened today and it was finalized today, we could find out where those kids are, what Yo, foster yeah. home that they went to, what conditions that they were in when right. they were at Salvation Army, what clothes they wore, what their favorite meal was, yeah. what color their hair was, their age now, what their favorite sport is, and if they like video games. Yeah, totally. Absolutely everything. We could probably even go onto Facebook and look up, okay, what's your name? Your name is uh, Jessica Smith. Oh, hey, that's the same picture we saw for the daughter that's over here. Yeah. In contact. Hey, Jessica, we want to get you on the show type of a thing. But it's the 40s. So record keeping wasn't a, an exact science. It wasn't. Like now. No. No, because you got to figure every, everybody had to write everything down back then. Right. And you got to think of the person, the secretary is writing that shit down or even typing it out. It's the end of the day. And now you're writing up a report about two kids that got turned over to Sal- yeah. Salvation Army. Maybe you're sitting there going, I need to get home to Fred. I'm right. hungry. I need to make dinner, you know, and blah, 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 blah. And you're, you don't give a shit. This is two, just two more fucking kids that were turned over. Right, exactly. There's no way for you to know that this woman's going to become a serial killer. Okay, so my last question to you then is, 
Do you think that other than Jane, the lady he took to Spain and admitted to killing, that Raymond murdered more women before he met Martha? And she would have been another one of his victims had she not shown him some sort of devotion and agreed to be his willing partner? Yes, I do. In my heart of hearts, I do. Because I thought this was going to end up a little bit differently, like he either kills her at the end or at least brutalized her in, in any way. So Martha, not even knowing it, because of her codependency, I believe saved her life. I, see, I think so, too. And I, Because I was going through, when I was doing this, I'm like, you know what? I wonder if she would have been one of his victims. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Well, that, that's all I have on this one. Do you have any questions for me that I didn't answer? Oh, yes. Did she use the yellow wax on you, too? Like I, don't even, to... I don't even know what color wax she uses. I uh, think so. The one that doesn't need the strips. Uh, it just dries this wax and she pulls the wax itself. No, that's the first one. The second one is like a soft wax. Oh, yeah. She does that. She does them both. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll talk about that in a minute. That was interesting. You still should have got the butt strip. Just saying. No. No. Want to know why? It would have felt better. You'd have liked it. Okay. No, no. I enjoy no. it. Here, I know you do, you sick fuck. <laughs> Here's why. Women look at my dick. So if it's like a buzzard hanging out of its nest, going to notice. However... I'm not bending over, and nobody's looking at my hairy no, starfish. No, but it feels cleaner for you. I don't have a lot of hair back there. Okay. I don't have a lot on my back. Okay. Whatever. Dude, I've seen you without a shirt on. Fucking hairy beast. Oh, my God. What the fuck ever. Goddamn fucking Sasquatches. But, no, I didn't get the butt strip done. Nobody's going to be seeing my hairy starfish. Mm-mm. I'm good with that. I'm just saying. Yeah. So, that's it. I'm, gl- I'm sure our listeners did not want to know this. Yeah, more private information that you need, didn't need to know, right? Uh, Wait, sure. Scotty and I are open books. Just saying. I am. That's another thing you can send us on e- uh, in an email. Seriously, if you want to know anything, uh, yeah. fucking just ask. Just I, ask us. I'll strike a conversation. I don't you care. You know what? We'll even call you and have a conversation. Oh, hell yeah. I'm, I'm pretty open. All right. This has been Brutal Nation. Remember that you can send us that email at brutalnation.cast at gmail.com please check out the website at www.twistedbluellc.com and since we all do shop on Amazon which I have to place another Amazon order today um, oh my god we have a link we were in affiliate uh, Amazon's one of our affiliates click on that link when you're doing your shopping and link to Amazon that way it doesn't cost you anything extra and it does help out the show quite a bit and check out our extended articles on medium as well under at brutal nation on medium you beat me because I was actually I gonna, think it's that let me double check and make sure that's our name on there I'll double check though I was gonna interject inject that one for the first time into this yeah, episode it's too. at brutal nation on medium and, and that also helps out the show tremendously yes. if you read the blogs and uh, subscribe to Medium. It's not that bad. It's it's like five yeah. bucks a month and you get, I think it's unlimited uh, blogs. and Yeah, you can read unlimited articles, $5 a month. Just go to our Brutal Nation page and click the um, subscribe link or join link. Oh, we have one of those? Yes, we page? do. Son of a bitch. I didn't even see that in the meeting today. Maybe you should pay attention. Well, probably, but we were talking tech stuff, and we know me with tech. Yeah, you shut down. I do. I, I'm, a, I'm an entertainer. I'm not a tech guy. Yeah. And So, yeah, so that, there you have it. All right. This has been a production of Twisted Blue LLC, copyright 2021, all rights reserved. And you know what? I look forward, and so does uh, Tammy, to talking to you guys and getting some emails and, hey, even just shooting the breeze with you. It's all good in the hood. You guys take care. Bye-bye. Bye.